stuff. Welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. I am Holden, and I am joined today, as always, by my co-host, brother, and fellow clown, Griffin. Hi. Griffin. Uh, Welcome to Funny Stuff. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. I'm ecstatic. Can't (laughs) you tell by my voice right now? We've had a... I've had a day. Um, Before we even get into any of the comedy uh griffin what has been your most recent hyperfixation you're not gonna like it is it transformers it's transformers i hate you (laughs) (laughs) you're the worst i i don't know what it was but i have just kind of gone but you know what it was it probably was because i was like you know i'm gonna finish this uh this heavy book about um, anti-racism, and I'm gonna read some fucking Transformers comics afterwards. Uh, and I did, and now I've been watching some form of Transformers video on YouTube for a while. I'm thinking about it. I am excited all over again for the Transformers RPG book that I think is releasing at some point this month. Um, I know you. I know you're not gonna play that campaign, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, what? No, do you have something to say? It's just, there's, like, just a level of nerdiness that, like, I am not willing to go past. And, like, for a long time, I thought it was playing D&D. It's like, yeah, I'm a big nerd, but I won't play D&D. And then I started playing D&D, and I was like, oh, this is great. And then it was LARPing, and now I'm, like, willing to LARP and, like, go to rent fairs and stuff. It's like, I don't know where my nerd baram like, like, where that, like, where my parameters are for that. But, like, I think a Transformers RPG is kind of where I'm drawing the line. <laughs> well, also, you don't like Transformers. Yeah, I don't like Transformers that much. I've been trying not to... Uh, to yuck my yum. Yeah, to but... yuck your young so much, but, like... I just I just don't like Transformers. I did uh, at my most recent birthday party uh, several months ago. I did make everybody. We did powerpoints uh, just on whatever topic we wanted to, and I did make everybody sit through a uh, presentation on the history of gender and sexuality in Transformers. It was very very interesting. It did not make a believer out of him though. Uh, so. What are what did we watch today? Hold on, what are we what are we watching? So the stand up special we watched today was John Mulaney's Comeback Kid. It came out in 2015. In uh, 2016, it was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding uh, Writing. It actually lost to another one of my favorite comedians, uh, Patton Oswalt. Talking for clapping won that award. Um, but a nomination is nothing to sneeze at. If you want to form your own opinions on uh, the stand-up special before we force hours down your throat, um, you can watch The Comeback Kid uh, on Netflix for free. Send the check, Netflix. It's, it's not for free. It's free enough. <laughs> Just because we aren't the ones paying for our Netflix does not mean Netflix is a free service. It's going to be free now because they're getting a great sponsor. Netflix, send the check. <laughs> so I have to say... 
one thing that always cracks me up right off the bat is right is the beginning, the intro before he actually gets on stage. He has a little exchange with his French bulldog Petunia. And he's like, all right, Petunia, wish me luck. And then in French, she says, what is it? You will die on August 27th, 2037 or something, something like, like that. that. She just says in French, like, this is the day you will die. And he's like, all right. Uh, and that always fucking cracks me up. I don't know, man. It, it we'll, we'll get into more of his bits about Petunia later. But I just always find that so, so goddamn funny. Yeah, I love when... Uh stand-up specials start with something a little extra, you know, for folks who couldn't uh, make it to see it live or just didn't really want to. Just a little bit extra, so it's just like a, hey, you know, thanks for coming out anyway. Here's a little something. Here's a little little tab of acid. Get you started. <laughs> Suck on that for a little while. Uh, another thing that I didn't realize is I've, I've watched this special a good couple of times. It's a much bigger theater than I remember it being. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember it being like relatively small with like like it definitely had like the uh is it the mezzanine that's the yeah the balcony it, had, it section. had a big mezzanine which i wasn't expecting i, I thought it was it like just being so much smaller with like a like a mezzanine that was like maybe like five or six rows i like, don't i don't even like remember there being a mezzanine until they like pan out while he's like walking on stage and they show his back and you see the whole theater and it's like huge it like, is a very very big theater um, would you like a little context on the uh, special, Griffin? Didn't you already do context? I mean, the most context I gave was that it was came out in 2015 and, and nominated um, for uh, Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Writing. I feel like I could give a little more context. Well, I would have hoped you gave it while the rest of the context was going, but go ahead. Well, you know, just a little top of the episode shout out for the Emmy nom. Uh this came out, like I said, in 2015. Uh, it is his third special, second one that is actually uh, filmed. His first special was just an album. Then there was New in Town. So he had already been, he'd been hitting his stride with stand up. He'd been doing it at that point. Let me do math. Like seven years he'd been doing stand up. I believe he started in uh, around 2008. So he was really hitting his stride. He was getting pretty popular. And for me, this was the first special that when I watched it, I remember being like, oh, I liked New in Town and everything I've heard on the radio of his, I've liked. Let me watch this. And this is the first special that I can remember being like, John Mulaney is one of my favorite comedians. Like, this is the special that made me like him a whole lot. For me, that kind of came in what I think is my favorite stand-up bit of all time, which is uh, the one thing you can't replace, which is... Not the closer, but it's near the end of New in Town. I just think the way that it builds up, and I'll get into more of my feelings about that later when I use his closer for this special as an example, but that was when I was like, okay, this guy is like really good. Though the first thing I had ever heard of his was the Salt and Pepper Diner. Which is a really, really good bit. I'd love to, I, we're going to eventually cover more of his stuff. I just wanted to start this one because this, I also realized while watching it we quote this one a lot yeah that was something i noticed too that uh I, that we quote this one a bit more i think the most out of all three of his stand-ups all I, three of his filmed stand-ups i really thought it was going to be his most recent one kid gorgeous i thought that was the one that we quoted the most but like 
it turns out in our friend group, we quote the comeback kid the most, which is great because I honestly think that this special is pretty nonstop. Like even like the slower moments are really funny. Like when he does the littlest bit of crowd work, which when you have a crowd that big, it's kind of hard to do crowd work. That's more of like a more intimate club kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like even when he does crowd work, it's really funny. Like he fucks with a dude for like a little bit and like he's not overly mean and he learns just enough about this dude and then uh, he uses that as a nice springboard, which is a good thing to do. Yeah, not like riffing too hard and like really trying to do a whole lot of crowd work and make that his thing. No, it's just like a little bit of crowd work. Use that as a springboard for uh, another like actual planned out bit. Not saying that improv isn't good, but improv is very difficult and very difficult to make funny. Yeah, he does kind of like make fun of the dude a little bit. Because he catches him on his phone. Uh, but he doesn't do, like... There's this clip that makes me so mad. It's a clip from uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Which is really fucking a funny sentence for me to say. Where So there's this woman in the front row. He's doing kind of like... Almost like Madison Square Garden. Like Dan Cook Madison Square Garden. Where he was at the center and he had everyone around him. And he was moving around. That's just called but, arena seating. Okay, fine. Fuck you. He was doing arena seating. Um, but with like maybe 150 people, <laughs> like not a, not enough. It was like early in his career as well. And this woman in the front row shows him her boobs. Oh my god, I remember hearing about this. And then he like is not grateful in the slightest. Like, dude, you're not a rock star where that happens all the time. You're a fucking comedian where that never happens. How many comedians have there been where they're doing a show? And someone is just like, I'm going to show him my tits. That never happens. That's happened once to him, and he wasn't even grateful. He like, he He's like, what, you think I've never seen a pair of tits before? It's like, dude, of course you have. But you've never seen hers. <laughs> and then he just like goes on to just keep making fun. Or like, oh, like, he's just a fucking asshole. Nice little Andrew Dice Clay tangent. I don't know if I have the stomach to do any of his stuff. Oh, we're doing Andrew Dice Clay whether you want to or not. We're not doing it today. We will build up to it. Let me like, let me let me say this. I will never choose to do Andrew Dice Clay. Oh yeah, no, it's gonna be when it's out of your control. So he kind of immediately starts talking about uh his first real bit after the happy birthday sign bit. I'm I'm realizing. Uh the first bit that I took notes on was when he was talking about having just married his wife which uh, now yeah his his then is, wife is, uh, his is a very interesting bit it's it's nice cuz sometimes when you have a bit like that where like a comedian has a bit that people like and then years later something changes like not saying that John Mulaney did anything horrible all he did was get divorced from his wife but like you know sometimes you'll have like a bit where it's like oh that person was doing something horrible and like kind of made jokes about it and now we kind of tell because we have the retrospective of like that puts a weird spin on it but that doesn't happen in my opinion i think the bits about john mulaney's wife or now ex-wife are um are still very funny very good i don't think there's any thing in there where i can be like oh that's why they got divorced it's like no like why they got divorced is honestly none of our business, mm-hmm. and it didn't really come out in in any of the specials. Uh, I, I do have to say, he, he goes on about how he used to call his wife his wife before they got married. Uh, and speaking from experience, when you're doing that with someone you intend to get married to, it's enjoyable. It's a, it's a fun experience. Uh, welcome to personal relationship stuff. 
marriage is going to be very magical. <laughs> Uh, he also says that he had no idea that relationships were supposed to make you feel good, and uh, that was also something I learned. That's very straight culture, <laughs> I feel. <laughs> it's very boomer culture, and like it's so nice to see that he has realized that that is not the case. Like, a relationship is supposed to make you feel better. He even says, like, that's not even a joke. That's just a cute little thing I like to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, relationships are supposed to make you feel nice, and I've only had one that has, like, a hundred percent made me feel nice without like horrible baggage let's just say uh both on my part and the partner's part keep it down peanut gallery (laughs) she's in the room i want to make that specifically clear as well well i was trying to avoid that but uh well i just want to make that known in case on the recording you can hear little giggles in the background picked up by either of our mics it's okay i'm not (laughs) mad at you just disappointed I hope you can hear her. <laughs> I hope we can hear her right now. <laughs> so, a line that always gets me in that bit, though, is anyone who's seen my dick and met my parents needs to die. It's a very fucking good line. It is a lot of information to have out there. <laughs> I'm thinking about, like, the one person in my life that has had both of those things. And it's <laughs> like, you're no, I really don't want you to have all that information. <laughs> I don't want you to have that information on me. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I thought of it as very much like, a, oh, you know, you get cheated on and you want to kill your spouse. I also thought of it as like, no, it's not a possession thing. It's like a betrayal thing. Like, I gave you my heart and you fucked it up and you fucked it up. And, like, I could kill you for that because you hurt me so bad. But I also think that's the case. Anyone who's seen seen my dick, seen my dick about my, my parents, parents needs I, to die. Either has to be with me forever or has to die. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, John Mulaney, something I noticed while watching this special, is he's very, very good at build-up. Like, the build-up to his jokes, the setup and the, the build-up to his jokes are, ve- are are as funny as the punchline sometimes. Yeah. And the bit that comes to mind with that is the, aw, she's ugly bit. <laughs> uh, it's such a good bit. I love just the idea of, like, I, it's one of those things, like, I hate the whole concept of whenever a comedian tells a joke and someone's like, oh, I wonder if that's actually true. It's like, shut up, stop, just enjoy the joke. doesn't matter if it's true or not. But that's one of those things where I just hope it's not true. Because that kid would have 100 and... Like, like he said, it's the most wonderful day of this stupid woman's life and some rat mustache Cheeto-fingered fucking kid just ruined it for her that's so upsetting (laughs) what a terrible terrible thing to have happen but like and then that's my point like you quoted it directly you know he he tells the you know the setup of the uh um so i mean the whole story of what happened like you know his brother was doing the altar service uh, the woman gets her veil lifted and the kid says, oh, she's ugly. And he turns around and he's right next to the video camera. <laughs> That's the setup. And then he the he continues to build up with that, with the, you know, the some Cheeto fingered rat that mustache, 13 year old little prick yeah. has the audacity to say, oh, she's ugly. It's her wedding day. The most magical day of her life, probably. <laughs> As poor, poor woman. So, another thing that John Mulaney does that I really 
like in this special is he kind of does a whole bit of defamiliarization. You're looking at me like I just... I, I am a little bit confused. Okay, so the defamiliarization is something in literature, usually. And it sounds like what it is, where you explain something mundane in a way that makes it sound weird. Like, um, you know, I put my clothes in one metal tube to make to wash them and another metal tube to dry them or something like that. Like, oh, that's just, okay. So... He does that. He has a whole bit on Back to the Future, which if you grew up like us, you know, uh, white suburban kids, that that movie is like, you know, it's just a normal part of growing up. But then he like stops and points out, yeah, that movie is fucking really weird. Oh, yeah. I watched all three relatively recently just because I was like, oh, why not? You know, I liked these movies when I was younger and I was just like. Oh, these movies are really weird. Like, I had already seen the John Mulaney bit, and I was like, oh, yeah, it was, that is, why, huh? And they're, they're considered classics. It also kind of reminds me, I believe this came first, but it kind of reminds me of the Key and Peel sketch of uh, the Gremlins 2 pitch meeting. Yeah. And they're, they're throwing, like, ridiculous shit at the wall, and they're like, okay, obviously none of that's going to make that into make it into the movie. All of that was in Gremlins 2, the right. new batch. yeah. Hulk Hogan was in that movie. Oh my fucking god, I completely forgot. That I Hulkamania to... ran wild on Gremlins too. <laughs> I watched that movie once a long time ago, and I was like, yeah, this movie's great. Hang on. Do you have it? I might have it. I used to I for sure used to have it. Welcome to rustling stuff. <laughs> Where you can just hear Griffin going through his stuff, distant from the microphone. I bet this is a wonderful, pleasant thing to hear. Okay, it seems I no longer have this movie on DVD. I don't know where it went. But I also bought it around the time that our sister was approximately four years old. So she could have gotten Ten her hands years on ago? it. Yeah. Welcome to Fossil Stuff. <laughs> Griffin is old. I feel old. My knees just hurt sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just have... I sound like popcorn every morning. What, another thing that happened while we were watching this is that I was... I decided I was trying to look up a picture of... Uh, Henry J. Finch the fourth. Yeah, unfortunately, I was not able to find Aww. one. At least not one that was like definitely him. That's unfortunate. I did, however. <laughs> someone else popped up who when popped I was up? pulling it. When I was looking it up, I feel like I know who it is, but I want you to say it. It was JJ Bittenbinder from uh, Kid Gorgeous from Street Smarts. Street Smarts is what you mean. Who there is a Street Smarts presentation on YouTube if you haven't seen it, and if you know who we're talking about, JJ Bittenbinder, but haven't seen him, he looks exactly like John Mulaney describes him in Kid Gorgeous. We're gonna do a special. I'm saying it now. We're gonna do some sort of special, maybe for my birthday. We'll do an episode, a short little episode on that. On Street Smarts. On Street Smarts. All right, you heard it here first. My birthday isn't far away from when this is being released, <laughs> so that's a nice fucking early special. <laughs> Griffin, I think it's time we talk about our favorite and least favorite bits. Well, I would love to, but first, let's go to the ad break. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da 
bop, here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. <laughs> My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Welcome back from those wonderful ads thank you for the money <laughs> so griffin it's time we talk about our favorite and least favorite bits let's start with least favorite what was your least favorite bit i mostly don't have one when it comes to this special i mostly don't have one when it comes to john mulaney but i kind of i didn't love the eat ass suck a dick sell drugs i bit. think i know where you're going with that I think it's funny. I no. But I also think there's like yeah. Okay, he does a little bit of a black scent, um, which is yeah. a little yikes, or pretty yikes, really. Um, but that's not that's not really why. Like, yeah, that that bothers me. But I just don't think it's all that funny. I like that he builds on it later. Yeah, when talking about uh, drug dealers and how weed is becoming legal. No, that came before. That came before. That came before. Yeah, John Mulaney dressed up in his fucking suit, looking, looking like he does, talking about how he used to do drugs is <laughs> is also very good. That juxtaposition is wonderful. I don't know if I have a least favorite bit. I think the eat ass, suck a dick, sell drugs thing is pretty fun, mm -hmm. just because like it's a funny, it's a funny sentence. <laughs> it is. It's, a, it's, it's a, a good buck sentence. wild thing to hear in in life in that order as well as to eat ass suck a dick and sell drugs is a really like i like that he talks about like thank you for laughing you got to hear that as a group i was alone out there that <laughs> afternoon i think that's very good uh so what was your favorite bit then that's a really tough one i think my favorite bit Ooh, i'm stuck between two genuinely okay well what are they when he's talking about being a temp the entire bit, not just when he talks about Henry J. Finch the fourth, and and quack and too old to be a duckling, too old to be a duckling, quack quack. Um, but also the uh, hello hush hangs up the phone. That bit is also really funny. But I, no, I think I got to say that the better bit is when he's talking about Bill Clinton. I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that is it's my favorite bit. Such a good good bit and he does bring up like so i know who bill clinton is i didn't know the same bill clinton that john mulaney is talking about yeah he's literally taught he you are the the demographic he's talking about when right. it was like you know i went to a college and i and they like kind of knew bill clinton but they only know like the 2015 bill clinton and i really only know the 2015 bill clinton too but i've also listened to a lot of uh uh stand-up comedy from the 90s sure it's just such a good bit and it's another one of those things where it's like 
I want it to be true so bad. I don't like I'm not going to delve into is it real? Is it just a a, a story? I want it to be 110% true with all my heart because it's so so fucking funny. Just the the way his dad is in the whole story how his dad hates Bill Clinton, how his mom loves Bill Clinton. His parents also, if you didn't watch the special, his parents went to college with Bill Clinton. And that's a funny bit as well of like, think about the people you went to school with. Now think one of them is becoming the president. How terrible is that? Because I can think of one person I ever went to school with that I could reasonably see becoming president. And if he ever becomes president, I'm going to be very fucking upset. (laughs) Um, But I I think I said that I wanted to circle back to something earlier, but this is what I was talking about where the buildup is like as good as it's as enter at the very, if it's not, you know, the funniest thing in the world, the buildup itself is at least incredibly entertaining. And he does have little like side punch lines where he's, you know, he's talking about the campaign song and he's like, you know, it's a song from rumors an album by and for people cheating on each other. So he has like little, punchlines there but then he gets to the whole big punchline of the flash forward to 1997 uh and his dad waking him up by throwing the newspaper at the face the day the monica Lewinsky scandal drops and then going into work and finding out that his his dad firm his dad's law firm is is, representing bill clinton like that's what i mean like the the build-up is so wildly entertaining and so engrossing and i think that's part of why you know not to harp too much on a bit from another special why i think the one thing you can't replace is so good because for me, that's a buildup that like the buildup is as good, if not better than the punchline. Cause it's just such an entertaining and funny story. Yeah. It's stories like that. Like there is a punchline, but they don't really need punchlines. I'd say it's less of a punchline and more of like just the perfect ending to a story. <laughs> you know, you can judge it up and make it more of a punchline, but I feel like John Mulaney doesn't really do that. Uh, I feel like a lesser comedian who would write something similar would maybe like throw in a weird punchline at the end of like, and then blah, blah, and he tried his best to whatever. I don't know. Like they would try and throw in more of a punchline than just the, and he found out that his law firm had to represent Bill Clinton in this case, which is a fucking wonderful way to end a story. It's a great fucking punchline. It's, I think it's one of few perfect comedic bits, in my opinion. I'm going to put my stamp on that. I I can see where you're coming from. I am going to say, if I'm going to put one, like, seal of, one funny stuff seal of quality, perfect bit on uh, on a John Mulaney bit, I am going to give it to the one thing you can't replace. Well, I'm not saying, I, that can be multiple perfect bits, Griffin. I know, I'm, but I'm saying if there's one, I'm saying if there's one. Uh, do you have an idea for a rating? Because I do. Sure, let me hear your rating. So, Holden, out of 10, how many Cheeto-fingered, rat-mustached, 13-year-old pricks <laughs> would you give this special? Uh, out of 10, I would definitely say 9 out of 10. Like, nine, maybe 9.5. I think I'm going to give this an 8.5. I don't know. It might be because I've watched it a million times. You know, it's a comfort... It, John Mulaney is very much comfort comedy for oh, me. Oh, for sure. Same. So it's a little harder for me to judge, like, truly objectively, because I've been watching that special multiple times a year for several years now. So uh, that brings us to the end of talking about The Comeback Kid. But to wrap up, Holden, what is the funniest thing you've seen this week? The funniest thing that I have seen 
this week. Let me restate the question like I'm writing a fucking school paper. Funniest thing I've seen all week was 110% when one of my coworkers unprompted dropped in a we have a discord that's not meant to be professional at all if it was we'd all be in a lot of trouble just dropped a uh, a line art drawing that they did of a fursona for our boss who is in this chat one of the senior assistant manager got a fursona line drawing i saw this picture last night it's fucking hilarious just unprompted just no reason at all i'm glad that you're hearing about this right now miranda it's so i just so okay no no i i need i need more context here i need i wish i could give you any more so your your boss didn't ask for this this is just something one of your co-workers up and decided to do so they claim i don't know what the story is they claim that another one of our co-workers said oh you should do a drawing of him as a fursona as a joke like that sentence was a joke and then this co-worker said okay and did it so i don't know what like prompted that like i wasn't there it's just i just don't understand why <laughs> it hurts my brain it makes me sad and a lot of the the stuff that was going on in that chat was like some of the most cursed shit ever like the word dog lotion was thrown out there isn't that a terrible terrible <sighs> phrase i don't I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that at I all. had to read that. You have to hear it. I, Either way, bad. Bad. At least I'm not suffering alone. Miranda is... I wasn't even just talking about... Unperturbed by, by the phrase. I wasn't even talking about Miranda. I was talking about the audience. Dog lotion. Okay, now she is upset. <laughs> uh, so that's going to take us to the end of the episode. Thank you so, so much for for listening uh we hope you enjoyed it and you were able to laugh along with us if not laugh at us holden uh give us some pluggables so you can email us any questions comments concerns suggestions whatever you want uh to funny stuff.pod at gmail.com you can also tweet at us at pod funny stuff go ahead and hit us up on twitter follow us you'll get updates on you can follow me on Twitter at Donut Daddy, Do, D-O-U-G-H, and then Nut, and then Daddy. You can check my pinned tweet for context on that. Griffin, what about your Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, Griff, at GriffinPaulH, uh, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. It's not a fucking E-N. Uh, and people the spell it with an E-N? People have spelt it with an E-N basically my entire life, and like... On one hand, I don't want to get too worked up at them because they don't know. On the other hand... You're Griff in, not Griff N. And, like, it's just always been a little bit of a pet peeve. But you can find me at Griffin Paul H. The G, the P, and the H are all capitalized. Uh, once again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye.